some sports. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Mighty Sports Minute. I am your host, Talent T. Taylor. And we are back again. It's January 23rd. It's a Saturday afternoon. It's about 63 degrees here in South Florida. It is massively windy, but it is lovely outside. I honestly can't wait to finish this recording so I can go enjoy some of this weather. We got a whole bunch to talk about today. We got Brady versus Manning. We got the NBA All-Star game. We got the NHL All-Star game. We got Cam versus Arizona. And we got none other than the golden child himself, the Bruce Leroy of the NBA, Mr. Chef Curry. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we're going to get into this. If you saw that Golden State versus Cleveland game, then you were like, that was all, that was, this thing I'm talking about for Martin Luther King Day. Then you were like, man, this gets no better than this. Like, Golden State just, you know, like, best team in the West versus the best team in the East. Golden State comes out, puts on a shellacking. You know, they move the ball all over the place, and they show the, they show the whole entire world what they can do on their stage. And then, then the next game, or the next day, and you must have been just as pleased as I was when you get Golden State versus Chicago. And, listen... For as good of a game that you, that I guess you thought that that game was going to be, because Chicago was still one of the top teams in the East, I, from the moment, <laughs> not for nothing, when I seen Andrew Bogut catch that one-handed, you know, that, that left-handed layup, not layup, that left-handed alley-oop, I just, I couldn't do anymore. I, I was like, yeah, this game is officially over. There's nowhere else for this to go but down. And then next thing you know, I look up. And yet they're down by like 14, 15 points in the end of the first. And it, they never turn back. They never look back. They just continue to go forward. Because that's kind of what Golden State does. Golden State has just been trotting forward. And they had just been breaking down team after team after team after team. And they go for their second consecutive like 30-point-plus blowout of a top contender. Not nah, to mind you. Right? Which was kind of, kind of a theme all the games I watched today, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Because listen, you know what's funny? Like I, I mentioned that earlier in the in the beginning that that, that that Stephen Curry, right? Or as I call him now, Chef Curry. You know, it's kind of like the Bruce Leroy of the NBA. But isn't that true? Like, like think think about it, right? Like, I don't know if you guys have ever happened to see this movie. Like, we you know, this Bruce Leroy movie. But for a lot of you, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? So, like, think of it like... As LeBron James as the Shogun of Harlem, right? Doesn't he look like that dude a little bit? Just some big brolic dog dude, you know? Like if LeBron James could grow here, like that's what it looked like his afro would look like, <laughs> you know? And then no doubt, like Steph is definitely like the Bruce Leroy with the golden glow that he you know, like Golden State Warriors, you know? He has that golden glow, and you see him there with the with the off the hand action, but instead of like moving his hand back and forth in karate motions. It's just ball after ball after three after three after three after three. And all you see is is just, uh, is just, is just shadows and remnants of, of, of balls that are being shot in your eye as you slowly got blind. Yeah, that's Chef. That's the Chef himself. Mr. 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 Hot Mistake. Like, that's what he is. Like, every single time we see him play, like, oh my goodness. And, and... Even more so, he had a left-handed dunk himself. Stephen Curry drove to the lane and threw it down. Strong with the left hand. <laughs> it's so weird. So, 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 so weird. Man. But talking about the stars and MVPs of leagues, right? Then, you know, we're going to switch it right up and we're going to get into this Carolina versus Arizona game. Because these games are coming up tomorrow. And I still... Don't quite know who I should pick between Carolina and Arizona. Carolina and Arizona. Or Cam and Arizona, I should say. And it's really weird, right? Because I keep telling myself this one thing, right? Like, you know, like, you, you have your heart picks and you have your head picks. Like, my head tells me to take Carolina. My heart tells me to take Arizona, right? And, and But the thing about it is not that my head can't convince me. Like, ah, 
Let's put it this way. Arizona has a lot of pieces that I would like to see win a championship. But you know what? Arizona did get their chance. Arizona has And listen, no matter who, whoever comes at the AFC, whether it's Peyton Manning or, or Tom Brady, you know, Denver or New England, like both of those guys have had chances already. You know, but they've had their chances, man. Like Arizona had a shot. And they didn't quite make it. They played a Pittsburgh team that was just a little too rugged for them. On t- so, like I said, as much as I want to see Arizona and Carson Palmer and Patrick Peterson and, and, and Fitzgerald in there, and I really wanted to see Carolina. I, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't want to see Carolina in the Super Bowl, but I wanted to see him there undefeated. But being there is being there. Like, like cause see, one thing I keep saying is that I think that Carolina has time. Like, I keep saying to myself, like, what's going to happen when Kelvin Benjamin comes back? Like, think about it. Like, they're in a weird position where... They're very solid. Like, they are a very solid team. Like, like really, like you, when you go into the draft for the next couple of years, you're really basically saying, I need to address four things in the first four rounds. And usually within the first four rounds, you can, you can usually address all four of these things. Um, protect your quarterback, right? Get him another weapon. Solidify that run game. And make an addition on defense. Right? And solidify, you know? So... And listen, this is a team that's strong in all those areas, right? They have a decent running game, but a lot of that is predicated around Cam Newton. But I said solidify the running game. It doesn't mean if you get a running back, you could just get guys on that offensive line to help solidify that run game. Now, protecting your quarterback could also go in there, but those need to be those need, those need to be two separate things. Protect your quarterback, solidify the run game. However you need to do it, those two things need, need to be addressed separately. And this is kind of a formula for almost every single team in the NFL. Like, your first four rounds, those are the things that I always believe that teams need to do. And when you don't do that, I always kind of wonder what's wrong with you. When you have a quarterback. Like, all those years that Peyton Manning could, I, cause couldn't get stuff done, I never understood it. But, you know, like, at least through the draft, they always had weird drafts. You know, but still, protect your quarterback. Get him a new toy. Solidify that run game. And, and help out your defense. And you're talking about helping out guys like Newman. You know, Finnegan, um, Keith, not Luke Keekly. <laughs> yeah, I should think Luke No, maybe not. I maybe think about the wrong person and the wrong team completely. But, you know, I keep thinking to myself, what happens next year when Kelvin Benjamin comes back? And they get the opportunity to protect the quarterback, give him a nice little weapon. You know, like they don't have a lot to think. So, I mean, they, I think Carolina, the way they've been growing and the way that you're going to see that... The way they've been growing, that you're gonna constantly see, you're gonna see them there for a while. But you can say the same thing kind of for, for Seattle for a while. For right now, you can say the same thing for Arizona for a little while. All Green Bay needs is another is, is really just another weapon. And we do know that the biggest weapon of them all. Oh, can you imagine if Megatron goes to Carolina? Can you imagine if Megatron? I just thought about that. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh man. I don't know how and why that thought just popped in my head. But let's take let's let's address that for a little while. The, one of the and, and we and we brought, and we talked about this last week and and that's only and that's the reason I'm not gonna go full depth into it right because we talked about this last week. I just never once considered Carolina and. Mr. Cam Newton, you know, the old extraordinaire. You know, teaming up with Mr. Megatron, the tra- the Transformer himself. Like, can you can you imagine that? Like, along with a Kelvin Benjamin and a Olsen and a Funches, and then you add to that running game because listen. Ke- who wouldn't want to go to Carolina right now? Think think about this as free agents. Who wouldn't want to go to Carolina right now? Like Cam Newton has made Carolina uh, a a a a a suitable not a suitable but a, like uh, an enjoyable destination, but a, a and a, a appeasing all pleasing. You know, like it's 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 eye catching right now. Like people are looking at Carolina like, hmm, I may want to go there. We're talking about they have a great army base there, the Fort Bragg. They have a marine base there. They have an air force base there. 
you have the beach that's not too that's that's not too uh, you know you know they do have their own beach they do have an event there every year too still don't they they have the motorcycle thing that happens there every year still so you know at Myrtle actually that's Myrtle Beach in South Carolina but still like Myrtle Beach South Carolina is right there <laughs> and in South Carolina you have another military base at Fort Jackson at least that's army base so there are some things that Carolina is 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 really becoming a destination that can really appeal to a lot of places. Was appealing the word I was looking for? Maybe he's made it an appealing destination. I guess that's that's what that's all I was looking for this whole entire talk. Wow, look at me, like fumbling all over my words, and I still don't know if they could win. Cause you have to figure, right? Yeah, like you have to figure that Cam Newton is gonna be good for one touchdown, right? I'm saying that defense is good for one touchdown. Greg Olson is good for one touchdown. We're up to 21 points already. And for some odd reason, because that Arizona has no safety, I see Ted Ginn Jr. getting about seven looks down the field, like bombs. He's going to drop four of them. But there's going to be those two or three that he catches. He's gonna get like six, seven looks. Let's put it out. Like that's what I'm thinking. He's gonna catch like two or three of them, and one of those are gonna go to the house for a touchdown. Like one of them are gonna be so crucial. Like if they don't, if they don't score a touchdown, they're gonna be responsible for a touchdown from a running back, maybe or who knows. But yeah, I see this game like what's that? Like 31 points and a field goal. Four touchdowns and a field goal. Like 31 to. I don't know if Arizona, like, I see Larry Fitzgerald, like, taking over that game. I see him with two touchdowns, but then after that, I'm wondering, and then maybe the defense with a touchdown. So that's 21 points. I feel goal here, oh, I hear there, that's 24. Maybe another field goal, 27. Somewhere between, like, 24, 27 points to 31. 38, maybe, if they need it. I, hey, whoa, whoa, hey. Um... You know what? I think I just picked Carolina to win this game. <laughs> I, I, oh wow. Okay, so there goes my pick. There, honestly, goes my pick. Uh, and, and I, oh wow. I'm, I'm trying to see if, if I can figure out any more points for Arizona anywhere, like guaranteed points. Like they, who's Peterson gonna be on? Who's Peterson gonna be on? Would they put Peterson on Ted Ginn Jr.? Because if they do, then that, then then I'm sorry. Then he's shut down for the rest of the game. But then you're talking about Greg Olsen. You don't want Greg Olsen open. Unless you're talking about Olsen possibly. Peterson probably grabbing Olsen in red zone opportunities to limit him. So we're talking about taking, taking away one touchdown, maybe? So now we're back down to 24 to 27? It's going to be close. Mm, 24, 24, 27, somewhere around there. I'm going to take Carolina. I guess I'm going to take Carolina to, to, to go on to the Super Bowl. And face the winner between Denver and New England, which we still have to talk about later. But you know what? For right now, we are going to take a quick emotion break. When we come back, as I said, we're going to talk Denver... And New England, we're going to talk the NBA All-Star Game. We still have the NHL All-Star Game to touch upon, too. So, don't go anywhere. Mighty Sports Minute. of being ripped off by those other guys and head down to Multivest Games and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sunlight Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. And we are back. And thank you for listening. And so, I, 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 <laughs> I told you that was that was that was that was an MVP level kind of kind of opening. So we still have a whole slew of NBA games that we had to get that I, that I caught this week. And I don't, I don't know what happened. It seemed like every single game that I decided to watch this week ended up in a blowout. 
So, as you know, and I told you guys, like, which games I'm really good at watching, which games I'm not good to watch. And I'm going to focus on, you know, top of the, top five of the power ranking, bottom three of the power ranking, Knicks and Miami, right? So, this week I kind of doubled up because I, I, I just felt kind of lazy. Not really lazy, just lazy. Now, I, I had some meetings. What, what you all witnessing, too, is that, yes, I'm officially graduated. I've had my interview from Connecticut School of Broadcasting. I got my new mic in. That's what you're hearing this on today. So... Caught this, and I guess almost this Cleveland versus versus the Clippers game, and it was listen, not for nothing. Like it was a dominant game by the clip by by, by Cleveland. Like, Cleveland came out strong, drained a bunch of threes. J.R. Smith, J.R. Listen, J.R. Smith, <laughs> J.R. Smith, J.R. Smith use use an in the lane runner like that in the lane runner that you see Chris Paul and all them boys do. But more than anything that I can say that I took out from that game is that. I realized that Chris Paul and it's starting to look like, put it this way, Chris Paul is healthy. And I guess that's what I'm realizing more than anything else. As Clippers have now played about 13 games, right, without Blake Griffin. And you're wondering how did they sneak in from the middle of the pack, you know, in, in the NBA to now being the fourth best team in the West. Which is kind of what you thought they should have been, or you know, top four somewhere along there, behind you know, in the mix with San Antonio, Golden State, Oklahoma City, and you're figuring like, listen, the Clippers should have been that next team. Like, there's no doubt about it. They have, they have the talent. They have Chris Paul. They have Blake Griffin. They have Doc Rivers. Like, like their talent base should have said enough. And the number five team should be in Houston, not for nothing as well too. Like, they should be sitting there as well, but. That's something else we were talking about because we do need to take the opportunity pretty soon to have a good look at the rankings because at the standings, because I'm going to tell you something that's really weird. Like, I haven't really paid attention to any of the standings so far. I've just been watching the teams play and I've been paying attention to the power rankings. I haven't looked at, I haven't looked at the standings really one bit and that's really weird for me where normally I'm, I'm fully engulfed and entrenched into what the standings do look like. So... Cleveland, so that's, that's I'm telling you this that, that like I said the Clippers, Clippers are no slouch, right? The Clippers are on a slouch of a team, right? They are the fifth team, the fifth best team in the league, you know, based off the power ranking, you know, behind Cleveland, behind, you know, that's behind Oklahoma City, that's behind Golden State, that's behind San Antonio. I think I made the top, those top two may be switched off by the end of this week, right? But that that really all depends on how they give some of these blowouts credits to because. I told you, like, almost everything I watched was a blowout. And so Cleveland completely dominate this game, which is a very which is a very good turnaround from the game that they had against Golden State, where Golden State dominated them the same exact way. And yet you turn around and you fire your head coach. And I'm, I'm looking at you and I'm wondering, Cleveland, hey, when are you going to hold on to a coach for any sort of time? And, and it makes me wonder, like, is maybe Mark Jackson going to be set up for a coach or something? Coach? You know, to coach this team? Because is, is it just me or does it seem like that LeBron James is really looking for, is really looking for his coach that's going to help him, you know, take Cleveland to the next threshold? And I don't know if Tyrone Lue is that guy because technically what you're saying is that for the second consecutive year since LeBron James has been in Cleveland, you are now functioning with a rookie head coach. Tyrone Lue hasn't coached anything, but any any uh, a day in this league, he's played, but he hasn't coached one day in this league. You know, he sat on the bench and and watched another guy take the heat and take take the credit and take and I tell you, well take none of the credit, but take all the heat for all for the, for all the team struggles while LeBron James is being is is being praised with all of the good things that the team does. Like that team doesn't have a coach. Like his like his coach isn't isn't there calling plays or not doing anything. But maybe that's what they're thinking that. When it comes to the upper echelon of teams, which is really just San, San Antonio, Golden State, and I don't even know if they struggled against Oklahoma City because I, I haven't seen them against them yet. That maybe they think that those games uh, got so out of hand because they weren't coached up properly. Because like the only thing I can see is that I know the players are, I know the players are a little bit closer to Tyron Lue, or but a whole lot closer to Tyron Lue than they are with David Blatch, but. Is that enough to call him the head coach for the rest of the year? Or for your team or for this for this particular team that has this kind of talent? 
It has LeBron because I'm saying I keep telling you, LeBron James. Like as much as, as much as I I dislike this dude, as much as I don't like LeBron James, and I think I've told you this story before, right? Like, <laughs> see, I don't I don't want to go back into this story, man. But I feel like I feel like if you this is the first time listening, that I owe it to you to let you understand fully why I I dislike LeBron James as a, as a player, and it's not really anything that was done by his fault. It was done by the fault of the people that cover him. You know, mainly ESPN. You know, there's some place that I still aspire to try to work at one day. But what, what, what happened was that here I am in the army at the time and I'm stationed in Germany. This is somewhere between 2001 and 2003. So I'm, I, I know the schedule and how AFN was and AFN, the games that they were supposed to air or going to air or when they were going to show games from ESPN or ESPN's feed, you know? That time, that that time block that they, they dedicated to ESPN. We even, I believe, we got a we got a consistent view for ESPN anywhere at the time. And what happened was that this was during the next bad, like one of one of the next bad seasons. I can't remember exactly who was there. I want to say this was the year last, like maybe of Jamal Crawford and Randolph and them boys. Maybe, 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 maybe. I don't know. Can't remember, can't fully remember. I don't think that was that far back. Maybe it has been. I just don't realize that how that's how long it's been. So. Here I am. And what happened now, you have to understand, like, to catch the games, there's a huge time difference. You're talking about a six to seven hour time difference, depending on what time of year it was, you know. And what year it was at the time. Not only time of the year, but also what year it was. And so here I am, and I decided to stay up so I can watch the next game, right? Which is kind of hard to do. I'm telling myself, I'm basically staying up until about three something in the morning to watch the Knicks play basketball. And... All of a sudden, they don't play the game. They decide to show some high school game of some junior at that. Name, you know, for some kid in, in, in Ohio named LeBaron. And I was like, who cares? <laughs> you understand? Like... Like, come to, like I, listen, I, I have the same issue now, really caring about college kids and high school kids when it comes to, you know, the, the televised portion of their games, you know? Like, I, I just can't really follow you. Like, high school doesn't have, doesn't supply enough of the talent that I like to watch, so usually there, there has to be an investment in why I'm usually watching it. And college, really, you only can watch the top of the, of the, of the thing because, listen, I'll tell you this and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this once and I'll tell you it again. You're not watching Syracuse versus Colgate. You don't care about the Syracuse game until they're playing a Kentucky Duke or something else like that. You know, even if you are, you know, a Syracuse alumni or went to that school, you don't you don't care about that game versus Colgate. You're waiting for Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, or anything else. Georgetown, you know, things like that. Those are the games that you that you're gearing up for. Louisville. So. Don't don't talk to me about about following your college games the way you follow your the way you follow your professional teams because professional when you really follow your professional team you follow every single game your professional team plays you don't care about half of those games that your college team plays because you know there's a bunch of games that really really don't matter for anything else in the world but that's a different story so yeah so here I am and they're showing me some high school kids get um, some high school juniors game and I don't get a chance to catch my next game highly pissed completely upset I could have got some really good rest something something very decent that you know would have helped me out for that day but no that's not what happened and I even say that to still tell you that LeBron James I still think what Le- listen the only compliment I, 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 I'll uh, probably one of the only two compliments I'll give LeBron James you may there may be a third one somewhere in there I'm not quite sure yet that LeBron James is still that that dude that you can put on any team in the NBA and I guarantee you he will take them to the conference finals. I guarantee you you can put LeBron James on any single given team in the NBA and he can take them to a conference final. And that is something strong to say. And I'm talking about even in the West, even if he played with a team like Phoenix that just also got blown out by the San Antonio Spurs by like 30 points. 
made me realize that, you know what, there was one thing that I realized that San Antonio Spurs do that is just like Golden State, they execute you to death. Like, if you are not ready to, to execute your game plan defensively and be disciplined, then guess what? You about to look at a, you about to be looking at yourself down by like 20, 30 points with no hope inside. And every time you see that ball go out, you just see players on the bench, you know, with towers over there, holding their head down because they don't even want to show their face. They don't want their faces to be seen on television. And yet, there is still one star in Phoenix. Yeah, in Phoenix. That sticks out to me more than anything else. And I told you, like, I've been watching Phoenix this year for a while now. And... So as, as we're coming into us, so this is not like week 12, week 11. I mean, I mean, week 12, week 13 maybe in the NBA. Um, as we're watching these games, I'm realizing that there's one person that keeps that keeps jumping out to me in Phoenix. And that's this king named Booker, right? And he, made, he, he jumped out to the point that it made me say, is this the same Booker that I think it is? Because I only know of one light-skinned guy named Booker that comes to mind in this particular situation. So, and, so, yeah, it, said, it, it caught my, it caught my eyes so much that it made me have to check and see if this is the guy I'm thinking about. Is he that guy that was playing shooting guard for that Duke team or whatnot? And it was very quickly confirmed that Kansas team, Kentucky team, what team was that? One of those blue teams, <laughs> right? And I'm looking at him like, holy crap, this is that guy. Like, this is that shooting guard. That and he. So if you, haven't caught, if you haven't started watching him yet, then you definitely have to catch him out. Booker plays for Phoenix, and it may be, to be honest with you, the only reason why you watch a Phoenix game is to see this guy Booker play. Like, he can score buckets. And like I said, he was put of that college team that made it all the way into the all the way into the tournament. You know what I mean? Facing the Frank Comiskey's team and things of that nature. Like and, and but the thing about it, like it seemed like it was so long ago that that's what really made me had to double check to see if that was really him because I, I didn't know if he had been in the league for a year and I just kind of overlooked him or if this was his rookie year or not. Because it seemed like that college season happened so long ago. And it's no doubt that in a, in a rookie class filled with, you know, Anthony Towns and Christoph Porzingis and, and Okafor and, and D'Angelo Russell, that Booker may definitely be an eye that we keep, that, that, uh, keep a, per, that, a person that we keep an eye on because I think he's going to be special. Like, if there's if any guy that I, that I can possibly think of, I'm looking at, like, as a six foot six. You know, 200, you know, 10, 12, 15 pounds, 8 pounds, whatever it is. You know, kind of shooting guard. Athletic, and get his shot off the dribble, you know, lift up, raise up, shoot right over you. Listen, he has potential. So we're going to see what happens. I'm going to keep an eye on him. Booker's definitely going to be on my players to watch list. You know, to my players to watch list. I almost forgot that there was a point in time where I, have a, I had a whole entire big board of players to watch that I haven't updated in a while, but I, actually, because I don't even know if I've done one for this college season yet, that's right, but I have to take a look and see on that board, because sometimes it runs for years, um, who's on there still that I can watch, because there's always a name or two, but we're going to have to see about that just a little bit later, because... I don't want to go too far off topic. Definitely. I said, Phoenix um, Phoenix Suns definitely got to catch that kid, Booker. Like, he made me have, he, he forced me to Google him. Like, <laughs> if you force me to Google you, and and, and you and then my confirmations end up being, right? You know, like I said, you, you take the chance. Take the chance and look at Booker. And like I said, and, and then like I said, continuing with the double dipping of the teams that I like to follow, along with... Just, just just ridiculous blowouts. It's exactly what I saw. We saw again with the Clippers playing the Knicks, and I have to tell you, man, I I can't say this one hurts because this listen this is what this is what happens when you play the Knicks. 
sometimes like this don't focus and this game put it this way this game started off in a fashion that just left a bad taste in my mouth like you're talking about mr paul pierce the freaking whatever they want to call him truth sickle like he's like this game starts off with him once again terrorizing the knicks like he always does in the garden with a three-pointer to start off the game and they rolled that momentum all the way through and just completely crushed the Knicks. And I'm sorry, like, I'm a, I mean, I'm gonna have to, like, I'm gonna have to back off a little bit. Like, I know the Clippers are one of the top five teams in the league, and, you know, the Knicks are probably like the 20th, you know, somewhere around there, the low team, you know, the high teams or whatever. But. They have to play better than that sometimes, and and it really makes you wonder, like, cause, hey, cause I'm not only I'm not only Nick fan that realizes that every time you look up, there's another former Nick somewhere else doing a lot better. <laughs> like they move on from the Knicks, and they and and their next girlfriend is always a lot better than the Knicks. <clears throat> like, and I'm talking about the the Jamal Crawfords and the. Guy in Memphis, the Zach Randolphs. Uh, let's not forget about Anthony Bond, like like Matt Barnes. You know, like he was over there, and and I can't say he's doing well now. Like like he's a loose cannon. But listen, we can even go further back to like one guy that I always that I always mention, like Doug Christie. Like who knew that Doug Christie was that dude? And just think that if we were able to utilize his defense and his ability to score, like you know, especially how he came out to be. And any one of our runs, we, you know, instead of just being afraid to use a young guy, of what he probably could have done for us. But now, next, that's not what we do. That's not what we do at all. And even so, as the as the Clippers continue their thirteenth consecutive game without Blake Griffin, and they continue to find their roles, and I realize that JJ Redick has a new wicked arm sleeve. <laughs> um, the Knicks were there, like it was, it was fifty-five fifty. Like I, I, it was fifty five fifty, I turned around. I hung up. I hung up two shirts, may, maybe a maybe a pair of jeans. Who knows what I did? You know, I, but I turned around. I, I did. I did a few things, and I look up. And next thing you know, it's eighty one sixty two, and the Knicks are down by damn near twenty. And I'm like, seriously, like we got Brooke Lopez getting getting ejected. It's like seriously, like. But once again, from what I saw, again, is that there's, there's a healthy Chris Paul out there. And a healthy Chris Paul is the perfect combination of what Kyrie Irving and Stephen Curry is. I, 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 I told you this before that when I watch Kyrie Irving play, like Kyrie Irving is very violent with his movements. Like his movements... His movements require a lot of torque which means that they're gonna always consistently put a lot of strain on his body while if you look at Stephen Curry's movements his movements are a lot more fluid they flow a lot better hey they're like they flow like water like like they 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 cut through you instead of beating you up kind of thing and Chris Paul has had a bounce in his step like the last two games that I've watched you know versus Cleveland versus Knicks that I don't remember him having last year, which makes me really believe that not only that I thought he looked lighter too, like I thought he looked a little lighter, but it makes me definitely believe that he is probably way more healthy than he was last year at all. Like like he's in a way better health state than he was last year. He has to be because his his game looks phenomenal right now, and if he could continue to play this way. Like, like Blake Griffin needs to take every bit of time that he needs to take. He doesn't need to rush this back. And when he comes in, hopefully they can continue this 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 run. And let's see if they really are the fourth best team in the in the, in the NBA. It could be interesting. Now next in this in this area, I, I should be watching the Oklahoma City game. And Oklahoma City and Dallas was interesting. I didn't get a chance to watch that, but I heard that that game took some squeakiness. The game that I did catch was them against Charlotte. And that was enough. <laughs> I told you, like, everything I caught was, was blowouts. That was another blowout. As 
as, as you see that everybody outside of maybe like the Clippers, and even the Clippers, I think, kind of has it a little bit at times better than any, you know, better at least better than Cleveland does, is that they have their own version of pickup ball that they play where it definitely looks like not this structured game of basketball that we're used to seeing. You know what I mean? That, that we used to seeing come from the NBA, but this free flowing movement style of basketball that we're used to seeing in the streets and in the courts. You know what I mean? On the you know and in the, the parks, and that made me excited. That that really that oh so not it just made me excited, but that also made me realize that that's really where this league is going to very very heavily is that there's just that how's this, how how am I supposed to say this? Because I'm talking about Oklahoma City, like because Oklahoma City plays their own version of of what I call pickup ball. Like Golden State plays a very good version of pickleball. You understand? San Antonio Spurs, I think, plays a very structured version, but very great version of pickleball. Oklahoma City has their own version of pickleball that's also unstoppable. And the reason I call them pickleball because, like I said, it's just the it's just the flow it's just the fluid of motion that happens with them. There's not a lot of hiccups in there. Like Knicks don't play pickleball, but when they when they when they do get into that pickleball mode, it is something beautiful to witness. So Oklahoma versus Oklahoma City versus versus Charlotte didn't didn't really excite me as much as I thought it would. But listen, that's that's where the game is going. That's really where the game is going, to this style of pickup ball. And it is it's very evident when I reveal what the starting lineups, if you haven't seen them yet already. You know, when you when you when you take a look at what the starting lineups are for the league or for that for the all-star game. Right. So but even before we talk about the NBA's all-star game. Have you heard what's going on with the NHL's All-Star game? So, so let me let me take you back if you haven't heard about this. So there's this guy name 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 what is his name? John Scott, right? And he is known in the NHL. And the reason I don't like, and I have a, I have a access to an NHL fan, diehard fan. She goes to all of the Panthers games down here. And when I asked her about John Scott, like she just started laughing. And she starts telling me the story based on, and it was funny too because I just heard an interview from them Levitol about him, and here goes his lady basically telling me everything I just heard about him. You understand? She's like, oh yeah, she's all telling me that. Well, let me just tell you what happened. That yeah, was that this guy is voted into the NHL All Star Game by the fans, and the reason he's voted in there by the fans is because he's a goon. He's a fighter. He's one of those guys that drops gloves at a drop of the dime and punches people in the face. That, that's his number one role in the NHL and on all his teams. He's the fighter guy. Well, the NHL given fans voting power, the fans have the vote have decided to vote this fighter in. And initially he said like in the interview that he felt a little offended, you know, that they were poking fun of his career, this down the third, this, you know. But then, you know, he spoke to his wife and his wife convinced him that this was a good thing and he should embrace it. And at the end of the day, whether they're poking fun or not, like it's an all-star game. How many people get the chance to say they go to an all-star game? And be honest with you, like why would you think they're poking fun of you when they voted you in the all-star game for exactly what you're known for doing? Like, <laughs> so go in there and give the fans exactly what they what they want to see. And he's embraced it. And that's kind of what the what what the, what the fan told me that I that I also asked. She was like, but she went into a little bit more depth because she goes and she tells me that oh, so did you also know that the NHL that after he got voted in, that he got sent to the NHL's version of the D League, right? Like the like their version of the minor league, and so all of a sudden, like they were like like oh there it goes. He's thinking like I'm not. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna be able to get voted on to the to the All Star game anymore. They're gonna remove his ballot. Well, fans are fans, and the fans wanted to see him in the game, and they don't know. They made an uproar, and they made sure that no. That he stays on the ballot and he continues to go to the All Star game, which I thought was a pretty cool thing. And then Dan Levitol asked him, the, the, I guess, the billion dollar question to me, which was, "So, when you go into the game, are you going to fight?" And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "So, in, in a completely meaningless game, right? You are just going to fight. You go to you are throwing the gloves and punch somebody in the face or fight somebody. It's like, and it's like, yeah." Kind of feel like I have to like that's what the phones that's what the fans got me there for. Right, so at least not for nothing, that at least forced me to set my calendar 
you know, to set an alarm, set a set, set an alert in my calendar to make sure I catch this NHL All Star game. If not for nothing, it's to see John Scott throw down his gloves and punch somebody in the face and then turn off turn off the game. Like seriously, like his portion of the NHL game is gonna be the only portion I want to see. I want to see him punch somebody in the mouth and then I'm gonna turn it, and that's gonna be that. But you know what? Talking about all of that, we actually gonna take another quick break and we will be back to you after this moment. Thank you for listening. It's Tyler Taylor and the Mighty Sports Minute. Championships or become famous. They join because there is important work to be done, and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. And we're back, and thank you for listening to the Mighty Sports Minute with me, your host, Talon T. Taylor. So, as as we move on, and we start talking about the All-Star game, and like I said, if you haven't seen the All-Star game lineup, like, it is really looking like one massive pickup game as they continue to leave what's, I guess, what's considered the big man out of the game. And... As I'm looking at it, I'm really looking at it and thinking that we may be able to get what may be one of the fastest paced games ever. Like if look at this starting lineup. Right? You have Stephen Curry and Russell Westbrook. Starting at your as, for your two guards. Right? And then I'm guessing. Kobe has been registered as a forward this year because I guess he's the he's starting that he's gonna be starting at the small forward spot and then we're gonna have well as one of the he's gonna be starting as one of the forwards I should say because we're not talking about small forward spot anymore he's gonna be starting as one of the forwards to go along with Kawhi Leonard and Durant and I'm just looking at this like. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine a front court with, with Russell Westbrook and Stephen Curry? Like, not only like Curry's ability to, and, and, and let me not, let me let me not, not forget this point that I also feel that Russell Westbrook now is unequivocally like a much better Derrick Rose. Like they came into the league and Derrick Rose was was the more touted player. And he had one MVP and this and this and the third. And I thought their games were very similar when it came down to points, turnovers, assists, a bunch of things, even blocks, steals. They played a very similar kind of game. But now Russell Westbrook is most is most definitely the much better player. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, with the way that he attacks and his violentness of the of the game that that he that he attacks the rim with, and then any time that Curry plays off of him, Russell Westbrook now is in is in a, is in a much better passing state of mind I think that he's ever been in any other given year so imagine those two also helping a guy like Kobe Bryant get open while you have Kawhi Leonard and, and Kevin Durant six foot eight and six foot eleven with you like that team that, that team I see them running up and down the court because honestly Kobe's gonna be the slowest player which means that Kobe's gonna get a lot of trail right? he's gonna get a lot of trailing plays Kobe could still hit a three Let's not act like Kobe can't so it'll open three. Because at worst comes to worst, who's Curry's who is he gonna have on him? Mellow? Because Lowry and Wade is gonna be taking care of Russ is like I said, Wade will probably guard Curry as Lowry probably guards Westbrook. Right? So that means that James will probably take Durant. He'll have to take Durant, right? We'll have to assume. While Mellow, yeah, Mellow takes Kobe and George takes Leonard. I would assume like that's how those matches will work. 
and yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the East being very successful in this one. And I always hate to say it, which is really weird because this is like, like almost like, look, like I said the way James Mello, and then you get Curry, Westbrook, Durant, and Leonard. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's really funny. It's really funny, like how you see like the age disparities of like you see like it's almost like this All Star game has a very huge generational gap. Like Kobe's the outlier on his team. And I don't, I can't remember how long Lowry has been in the league, but George may be the outlier on his team. It's like Kobe needs to come and play for the East and send Paul George over to the West, and then that's how those lineups should be. Just so you got the old versus the new. So yeah, I'm looking at this game and. And also something else, like I don't, well, I probably not gonna understand, is that as I look at this game, like I have for some odd reason, I think that that Russell Westbrook is gonna go after MVP, and then I, but I heard somebody say, and I don't know where I heard, a lot, I was listening to a lot of people within, within the last couple of days, but I heard somebody say that Kobe Bryant may be fed the MVP the way that Magic was when he came back in the early '90s. And I really don't know how because I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at this lineup and I'm like, Russell Westbrook does not look like the kind of guy that concedes the opportunity to be an all star of an all star game. And I don't think like see like something like that I could probably understand coming if like Kobe played was on the team with Wade James and Melo. I may under, I may understand that. Like those are his boys. Like they probably would have deterred to him a lot if they played on the same team. I don't, I don't see that happening with Durant and Leonard and Westbrook and Curry. Like, for some odd reason, I see those guys trying to get theirs. Also, Kyle Lowry, like, we, like do we forget that we're in Toronto? Uh, and this is his, uh, this is his, t this is his city? So why would he want to, why would he want to give up MVP to anybody in his own town? This may for once be... I don't know about defense, defensively or defensive-wise, but this may very well be a very good All-Star game. At least exciting. So, one thing that caught my eye about, I guess, about this All-Star game, and at, 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 at the voting, and I don't know if this caught my eye because I'm a Knicks fan more than any. I'm a Knicks fan and also a Melo fan more than anything else. But this interesting fact caught my eye was that Camilla Anthony had the most votes by the players. So that's almost like a huge sign of respect when you can see that your peers have obviously valued you and what you do to put you into the all-star game with them that 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 is that is awesome that that is that is that is something that i guess you should applaud if, if anything else because That is definitely something that you have to earn. Like that, that is the respect of your peers. Now, I know you guys have been waiting for this this whole entire time, and you know what? I, I, I guess it's about time that that we finally talk about this Denver and New England game. And I'm not sure if you, like I said, if you caught the mighty morsel earlier this week, then you heard me ask, right? Because so I'll, and I'll bring it back for you so you can understand like the preface of this. So you always hear this this comparison uh, when, you know, when you're talking about two greats that if you had a mutual field, right, who would you pick? You know, team A or team B. Or if you were to start a pickup game today, right, wipe the slate clean and you had to start your team today, who would you want to start your team with? Well, in this particular case, I heard, well, if you had to start like a random pickup game with a bunch of random people, right, who would you want to be a starting quarterback? Would it be Peyton Manning or would it be Tom, Tom Brady? And initially, I'm over here thinking Tom Brady. But I don't like Tom Brady, I'm over here thinking Tom Brady. 
and, and but then that also made me think like was this question geared to make you want to say Tom Brady because he specifically asked random people which quarterback would if you had to start a pickup game right now and you had a bunch of random people which quarterback would you want to start your team throwing to these random people that's what he said right and I guess that was help that was there to help drive home the fact of how Tom Brady does it with all of these no-name guys and people that we heard of and, and it doesn't matter of who you bring in there he just kind of does it with whoever with whoever with whoever with whoever but that made me think a little bit more that Tom Brady doesn't really go in there and do it with whoever 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 Tom Brady and that Belichick system helps Tom Brady do it with whoever, 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 whoever. While Peyton Manning has always been the ultimate preparer of the game, the ultimate study of the game, the ultimate, the ultimate cere cerebral, like I said, there's a reason why he's called, what is he called, the marshal, the sheriff, the general, the sheriff? The reason why he's been called, while he's been called the sheriff, and and while Tom Brady has just been called soft, <laughs> you understand, is that with no with whatever team he has, Tom Brady, um, Peyton Manning has always had enough in his head to put you in the right spots himself, to know where the to know where the open spots in the defense is gonna be, you know who knew what tendencies were gonna. And he's like, hey, if we're talking about a bunch of random people still in the quarterback. Like, listen, we're also, we're also talking about we're also talking about adjusting on the fly. And Peyton Manning does seem like that guy that used to go quarterbacking with you when he used to play, you know, between the streets. And he always had like seven to eight plays that he knew that you could run to try to get open. And oh, and one of them were always some kind of okay. You got to run straight, and then you got to cut in. You got to come back out, and then you got to cut up. You got to give him. Somebody always had that double move in there. <laughs> and Peyton Manning looks like he would be that guy to know what to do. To know what to tell you to do to get open so that he can get you the ball. So that he can help you win that game. And that is why. But listen, that's not, that's not why. But, I, but that's the reason why I didn't like that question. Because like, then when I really thought about it, I was like, well, to be honest with you, if I'm playing a pickup game with a bunch of random people, I may want, I may want Peyton Manning because somebody's going to have to really bring them together and make them and, and get and get plays like Tom Brady will be able to take will be able to take advantage of whatever talents out there like if he just happens to see that there's one guy just always beating his man Tom Brady will always be able to get that guy the ball but what if that guy what if there's not that one guy that can always get that always be beaten or is that one guy that's always beating somebody what if you need to utilize your brain just a little bit to help your guys get open but you need to be able to articulate that into a fact that into a way in a way that translate to them to be able to run out that course of action. See, Tom Brady has a system to help him do that. Tom, well, Peyton Man has always had his mind. So as we go into this this Denver and New England game, and I'm and I'm looking at it, and I'm figuring, I would like to see Peyton Manning get another shot at a championship. And I, and I know it's weird, because I, I keep wondering, what if? What if he wins? Would he retire? And none of us would be upset about it. None of us would crave for more Manning, because we saw the, de the decline this year. We would have been 100% completely satisfied with what Peyton Manning has given us from the beginning to the end of his career, if he were to go into this Super Bowl, go into Cali, and win it, and retire, and just walk away, there will be nothing more. This ultimately, isn't that kind of what he went to Denver for? Was to try to win another one like um, like Elway did? But listen, just like Elway did, remember Elway won one and then retired? Didn't, he, I won, didn't Elway win and then retire as soon as he won? Or did he come back for one more year after that? I can't remember. But I would like to see that. I would like to see if it could be done. So, and 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 I and I and I and I still think that, and I still think that Denver can't be that bad. Like I I I look at it, and I'm like, 
And I say to myself, did Tymon have something to do with it? Were they really used to painting Manning's balls in a game time situation? You know, after all that time, because maybe it does, it does take a little bit, slightly more adjustment, even though the balls were in the hands and he just dropped a lot of balls. So let's not. I'm going to assume that those guys don't drop 10 balls and they find a way to catch five of those. And if they caught five of those, that Pittsburgh game isn't what it looked like. We are not doubting this team. We are not doubting the the best team in the in the in the in the AFC. We are not doubting this defense that has held their own. We are not doubting this offense. We still may be doubting Peyton Manning a little bit, but there'll be a little bit more confidence if those guys had caught just five of those balls because five of those balls probably would have meant for about another eighty yards, which would have meant for another touchdown for them. I don't think that game should have been that close, and I don't know if New England game was gonna be that close because I don't see them dropping those balls that they would have caught. You know, New England has the has their has a good defense as anybody else, but the Denver's defense has been Denver defense for 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 a reason. And Peyton Manning has never had a defense like this to try to win with. I I think I think things are just lining up. I think for the for for and I think we're gonna get the best team in the NFC versus the best team in the a, in the AFC. And I don't need to project who I think is gonna win between Carolina and Denver right now because you know so we could have oh we still got the Pro Bowl. <laughs> We still got to see which one of these guys are going to make it into the Pro Bowl because they didn't make it into the Super Bowl. So, we all got to talk about the Pro Bowl because the Pro Bowl is going to be the only kind of football that, that would have taken place. Actually, I'm not going to lie. We're going to look forward to the Pro Bowl and talk about their lineups and their picks. We are going to talk about all these all these conference championship games and see who's making it to Cali. Also, next week we're going to run down whatever teams that we're going to run down from. You know, whether you know the top five of the power rankings, we're going to see if it still remains Golden State, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Cleveland, and Clippers, or if things are going to get flipped up around. Or is Phoenix, the Clippers, is Phoenix, LA, and Brooklyn still going to be at the bottom? Lakers. So, Philly, Phoenix, and the Lakers still going to be at the bottom. So, all of that, we're going to talk about the next time in the Mighty Sports Minute. And whatever else happens, it comes our way. Just remember, there's times that you just can't trust a big butt and a smile. That girl may be poison. So, I do thank you guys for listening. And don't forget, at any point in time, and, and, I, and I should have told you this a little bit more throughout the course of the show, but any point in time that you're listening... Uh, you want to go back and listen. Don't forget to leave a comment. You know, like I, I, I want, I want this to be interactive. You know, so talk to me. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you didn't like. You know, tell me, tell me if you, if you think I was wrong somewhere, which you probably did, and <laughs> on a whole bunch of places. Um, also, something. Ha! Huh, I, I did, I did want to c- touch on this part just a little bit. We. Are going. We have a couple of corrections from last show. I believe that I had. Oh man, Pete Rose going into the Hall of Fame for the Cardinals, and I believe it may be the Reds. And that may be the only correction I think I needed to make from last week's show. So once again, thank you guys. I really do appreciate you listening. Everybody that listens, everybody that comes up to me and tells me and tells what they heard, what they like, what they didn't like. I, I listen to you. I hear you guys. I I, I really do appreciate it because it lets me know that, that that you're out there and you're listening. I I uh, it's a, it touches me. It touches me in so many ways. So thank you once again. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. And don't stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Don't forget to find me. Always knew I'd make a stop there. Everywhere. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Facebook. Last call for drinks. SoundCloud. Bars closing down. Twitter. Sun's out. Mighty Sports. Where we going for breakfast? M Y T. Don't wanna go far. Sports. Rough night. Dire, baby. Dire. Mighty!